0: Hi everyone and welcome back to the Gentleman's Talk. I'm here on the build up to Christmas to keep us focused, to help me and to help you. We're talking about staying upbeat, staying on track, talking about our well-being, our mental health and making sure that in this difficult time for some people, it has been for me, um, but it can be for other people um, that we stay focused, we stay true to ourselves, and that's the 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 be all and end all of this. So I'm building up to Christmas. I've got some really, I've got some, I think some bangers of some stories actually today that really sort of underpin the process of of mental health, and more so in terms of. Um, I'm just going to turn that down a bit. That was a bit. More so in the terms of how it's an invisible, and we call it—it's an invisible illness, isn't it? It's one of those ones. It's—it's it's a difficult thing to deal with. It's absolutely debilitating, um, but it's invisible. You don't often see it unless you get peaks of it coming through, in terms of like I do, whether you lash out, you're angry, um, you're sad, you cry, um, you know, those sort of things. That's when you might start seeing the signs of depression. But inherently, it is an invisible illness. We walk around with it. And It was interesting, I bumped into someone on this build up to Christmas, everybody's out and about people, you bump into people don't you because they're off work normally and you don't normally bump into them midweek and weekends are normally planned. So, you know, and if they're not on your triaged list of, uh, you know, people that you'll talk to on a regular basis, it's refreshing to actually bump into them. Um, So it's a good time of year for that. But it was interesting, we, um, we we bumped into each other, and then we said, oh, fab, we'll go for a coffee, because I had a bit of spare time, and he had a bit of spare time, and um, we caught up, and we had a good chinwag, and um, I got a bit of an interesting story, on and, and, and probably one of get a bit of an opinion on it because I don't know whether I was a bit too harsh in my synopsis if you like or the way I dealt with the situation but also caveat in that that you must know now by now that I am a open and honest person I say it as it is I don't want to offend you and I try not to offend people but I'd rather you just knew the the you know the reality of it I'm not going to try and sugarcoat it too much unless of course it was some severely bad news of course I'm not inhumane um anyway we were having a chat and he was i said how are you you know how's things been going and he's uh he said yeah you know i've been diagnosed with depression uh, and i was like oh fucking hell you know and this and um, i must say that this is the person i used to work with so um you know we used to have a really good relationship especially at the early hour good friendship sorry no relationship um you know at the start of the so when we were working together it was um you know, we we worked close. We had a lot of time, and um, you know, it it got to the point where we sort of kind of you know we were we were very good friends. And for me, um, it was at the point when I was going through my problems. It was when I was at the point of being diagnosed, or I'd suffered for for, for three or four years. And um, it was at about the four year point when I sort of mentioned that I wasn't you know this this the right person, and I didn't feel a hundred percent. And um, I I actually remembered the conversation, and I did highlight this. He, he said to me, you know, I've got depression, and I said, oh, shit, mate, sorry to hear that, you know, really fucking bad news. Um, I said, you know, obviously you know that I suffered with it and still suffer with it, and he's he sort of looked at me a bit bewildered and couldn't really remember, and... um you know, I, I sort of said, "Oh, well, you know, what's what's it?" And you know, is there anything I can talk about, or do you want to talk about it? And didn't really want to talk too much about it. But you know, it was it was a it was a nice conversation. It was I just sort of said, "Well, I'm here to support you." I said, "Oh, do you remember when I was diagnosed this?" And he sort of looked a bit sheepish. And I said, "Remember what you said to me?" And he was said uh, he said, "No." I said. Um, And this was probably where I was probably a bit too open and honest. Um, I turned around to him and said, you know, um, well, when I got diagnosed with depression, you said that you didn't believe me. Um, You said that um, you thought I was putting it on. You didn't believe me um, because I, I, I went out uh i I went out with on the you know with drinks and i went out with people and the odd days here i would go out and one of the uh, occasions that he referred to uh was when i actually went out with my best friend i hadn't been out with him for about a year and um we had a bit of a heart to heart at christmas and um, he decided that he would organize a an axe throwing day and he said i saw a photo of you and you were smiling and um so when I said I'd had, I thought I had depression and then I went and got diagnosed with uh, permanent PTSD and went through all the, the process of that, um, he didn't believe me. He, he out and out said, I don't believe you, I think you're putting it on. Um, I think you're just using it as an excuse. These were the types of things because he said I was, oh, you know, you, you've been out on the piss, you've done this, you've done that, you know, you've been here, you've done this. And I talk about wearing the masks, don't I? I talk about how we do that and a lot of a lot of men are very very good a lot of people i say general people can be, if you've got uh, a a mental health illness, you can be very good at hiding the problems, and I talk about we wear these masks, we talk about going in and we we wear a certain mask for our parents, we wear a certain mask for our friends, we all wear different types of masks, depending on how close the friends are, you know, there's certainly, you know, I I would, everybody's got different levels of friendship, and Certain friends I would act absolutely fucking ludicrously like and uh, around and there's others i wouldn't i'd be a bit more tame it depends on that character so we put on these masks and we wear different masks for our partners to compare to what we are when we're with our friends so we're always changing these masks absolutely but it was interesting how he said that to me at the time, and this was, you know, eight, 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 nine years ago, or probably a little bit longer. Um, and and he said, no, I, I think you just. In, it was said in quite a. It it was said in a a, a rude. It wasn't rude. It was just. It was a, It was factual. It was like he believed it. You know, um, trying to think of sort of the way I could interpret that. But it was just sort of said. It was said with meaning. It was said with heart. You know. It was like I don't believe you, mate. You know. Sort of kind and it was a man-to-man chat you know it was kind of one of those things and you know he wasn't the first person uh I'm going to be brutally honest you know I've had most people a lot of people say to me that I didn't think you've got I don't think you've got a mental health in this absolutely I've had people do it but it's because I'm very good at putting on a brave face and then you'll see the cracks a few of the close of my friends they'll still see those cracks Uh, my wife absolutely sees the cracks you know she she gives me the space because she knows that I'm fucking inside what I'm like I'm I'm literally what you, if I get an outburst it's an outburst is is probably a couple of 3% in terms of what my actual feelings are so and she knows that and a lot of my friends know that and the closer you you get to know me you'll realize I am quite a difficult character but at the same time Not intentionally. I'm a really caring person. I'm, you know, I'm very, very uh, affectionate. I'm very protective. I'm all the good traits you have, but I just have some troubles with regards to certain situations, etc., etc. So it's it's super, super important that you know that people need to understand that now. Absolutely. Like I said, I said this to him and I said, because we were being open, Frank, and, and again, I'm probably a bit too honest with my own good. And I said, oh, do you remember when you said that you thought mine was fake? And he said, no, I didn't. I said, you did. And I I got a good memory. So I told him exactly the location we were in when he said it. And he looked at me and you could see the point click. And he went, yeah, yeah I'm, you know, I'm, I'm really sorry, mate. I, I I, genuinely didn't believe it. And I said, well, it's funny. But I said, because if you look at your uh, social media, I uh, said you were out Last uh, last week, um, absolutely trolled, and he said yes. And I went oh, and, and you've been out to such and such, and I've seen such and such on on your social media. Yes, and I went oh right okay. So, but you've been depressed. You've been diagnosed with it. How can you be doing those things? And he said, well, I do those things for my sanity. Um, but when I'm at home, I'm a fucking train wreck. Or when I'm on my own, I'm a train wreck. And yeah, for me, that's. It's almost like I, I wanted to say I fucking told you so, but I didn't. I just went, thank you for apologising. That's it. So, you know, but I said because it was true. It is true. It is. People, there is, like I said, it's a difficult fine line. We, we talk about this all the time how it can be abused. Mental health can be abused. People can say they have a problem, but they don't, they, they don't want to do anything about it. I genuinely believe if you've got a problem, you, you, you need to look at the signs and the symptoms. Watch yourself come out of character. Sh- look out for these, which I know is very easy to do. But the more we talk about things, the more we're open about recognizing the signs that some people endure and you can relate to. And then you can go, fucking hell, maybe I have got this maybe I have got that, I've noticed I've been drinking a bit more, maybe I've noticed I'm not going out as much, I notice I'm a bit more angry, or a bit more, I'm I'm a little bit more emotional, I start crying at the fucking craziest things, all of these signs we look out for, I'm not looking after myself, you know, my fucking hair's a mess, you know, I'm not taking after my own, I'm not looking after my own, you know, hygiene, uh, and health, and I'm not eating healthy, all of these are massive signs and symptoms that you're not quite on the right track, and we need to look out for those. And that's where I talk about in terms of you can't rely on you alone because we put these faces on. We put these masks on. And I had a mask for everybody. I, I Like I said to you, you can put me in five different rooms with different generations, different personalities, and I will have the ability to find something, which is why I'm absolutely obsessed with learning different things, I will find something I can relate to and talk about in their company, because I enjoy that, and you know what, that becomes, that comes with the fact that I I enjoy learning about things, and I enjoy learning about people, and and I love people watching, and things like that, It's, it's just a, it's a fantastic thing to sort of kind of be really involved in life, and that's what keeps me focused, it absolutely keeps me focused. Um, but we all have these signs and symptoms, and we all have these things that we need to look out for. We need to look out for them as friends, as family, as loved ones. And then we need to look after ourselves. And when you finally get the click of the finger, and it all falls into place, and you understand that there's something going wrong, then that's when we take the appropriate steps to get ourselves sorted. Get ourselves, not even sorted, that's a wrong word. I mean, get ourselves it's a difficult word to try and choose here, isn't it? Because it's you're not trying to improve yourself. You're not trying to better yourself. You're not trying to, uh, you know, you, you're just giving yourself focus. You're going to get much needed support. That's the word we're going to go with. You're going to find the support you need to give you the key skills and the core skills to manage your mental health. That's what therapy things like that will do. Creating your own correct safe environment, the people around you that you love, that will also boost your morale, your positivity, your well-being because you're surrounded by po- those those types of personalities. By doing all of this and all of these hundreds of things I talk about, it's all on the basis that that's what we're trying to focus on. We're in a difficult world and I've been following loads on social media lately and, you know, it is a very difficult place. And Men are going through a lot of things, and it's a lot of there's a lot of um, uncertainty for men out there. There's a lot of uh, the way that we're being treated, and we've we've been treated by women. Relationships are at an all time low because men don't want to get themselves into situations where they become the cash cow, if you like, for for reality and life. Um, they don't. They, men are struggling. Men are absolutely struggling. The suicide rate is increasing. Every single month, and it's on the basis that men have just—they're reaching their peak of having enough. They're getting bar- battered by every single place. You know, they're getting battered from having to support everything, find the functionality to, you know, find support their then their other needs. And and this is where even you don't understand that if even if a man leaves a relationship. So say for instance. And we talk about this, and this is quite a big topic at the moment, because we talk about men being in relationships and having to still pay for the child, even though they didn't want the child, or if they didn't want to have the child. You know, and, and the, they, the options were there in the early hours. They still have, they still have that financial obligation, that stress they have to constantly find. And then also you've got the thing that even if a woman commits adultery, which is you know you don't no not just no such thing anymore, I don't think. Um, you you still lose half your finances, and you still have to pay for the child and everything, and they can take everything off you. It's a very much lose lose situation for the male for the man at the moment, and that's inherently given us really really poor mental health. And that, and the reason I talk about that is because. The guy that I spoke about, although he didn't go into, he didn't dive into too much information. The one thing he did give me was it was based on the pressures of life. He said, "I'm just really sup- severely depressed because I, I can't financially support uh, support people, his family. His wife left him because he was struggling at work and he was struggling to try and make sure that he provided. She she knew that, and she, he openly said this. He said she knew that she would be able to leave me." Um, She'd be able to take the house, have the children, and I would end up paying. And I lost everything. And it was his house, but that's not the way that it works. So he lost absolutely everything, was left out on the streets, and had to go and rent a flat and pay for everything. And he just spiralled out of control. So, and I said to him, well, you know, look at your scenario. There's nothing really like, you know dangerous about what's happened but look at you now that you've got depression about it you know you've got you're stressed about it there's it's the same as mine mine was a car crash and it it developed into X, x y and z and all of these things they can come from different angles and that's the almost the um distressing beauty of mental health is it doesn't pick the person it doesn't it doesn't decide when it's going to strike. It's, everything's uncertain. Everything is unpredictable. Unless you look out for the triggers and you notice the triggers, that's the way we... And I don't say we, we ever really get rid of mental health. I think we've all got an element of it. And I think it's certainly blown up in the last 10 years. And it is getting bigger and bigger as a problem because we put ourselves under more and more stress. But I don't think we ever get a full grip of it. But what we do is we manage it. And that's a better word, I think. We manage our mental health. And then by doing that, doing the right things, and do you know what? Even after leaving the conversation with with that guy, as much as I wanted to say I told you so, wanted to almost shout at him because at the time when he said that to me, It was crushing because I was like, nobody fucking believes me. I don't, this isn't me. And you you can imagine, I'm walking around trying to smile. I'm walking around trying to be a father, trying to be whoever I want to be, son, brother, mother, father, don't duck the fucking swan. I'm trying to be everybody. Uh, I'm being a manager. I'm looking after people's fucking mental health and well-being. Um, I was doing all of these things. And then when you talk to somebody and you say, I don't feel fucking great, I don't feel 100% mate you know or this is happening I'm having these thoughts and they and they don't they don't support you they just bang up defense walls and goes nah fuck off mate you're pulling a pisser when you hear those words and you don't get the support from the people that's around you and even if you have I've told people before and the support is hard to it just doesn't seem to come in the spades that you wanted it previously so it's kind of like there's a there's, there is a balance And I think, for me, that crushed. And I wanted to sit there, and I wanted to almost, you know, the defensive person in me wanted to crush his fucking dreams and go, you're making it up. And you could have gone into this full barrage. I could have gone full defensive. She left you because you're a fucking, you know, I could have done. And that's where my mind was screaming at him. But I was like, no, I'm not going to do that, because he's struggling, and this is not what we're trying to do. I'm not going to walk away and be the same person he was he's now seeing it and i want to nurture him now and i want to support him and i want to show him which hopefully will give that st- you know that skipping stone effect you know when you throw the stone across the water it will hopefully give you that chain reaction and he'll help someone else and that's very much what it's like isn't it and and i the reason that's such a relatable context for me is because I try to do that in my job as well as a health and safety guy. That's what I try to do. I try to nurture safety. I try to make people think about things before doing it. So, And it's it's almost like that with mental health, which is why mental health and health and safety are such a big, important thing because it works in across our lives, you know, it, it, all of our life, we're managing our mental health in certain situations, some people do it easier than others, absolutely, but it's the ones that you don't realise are going to get it, and that's what I've had, I've had a lot of people say to me, you're not going to get it, there's nothing wrong with you mate, fucking yesterday you were literally in the centre of a fucking conference, with fucking 30, 40 people surrounding you, you were fucking, you were up talking, you didn't give a shit, yeah, absolutely, that's fine, and then you put me in another situation, or a certain situation I don't feel comfortable in, and that's when it strikes, or, and that's the the thing with mental health, it's not, it is locked to things, but you don't know when it's going to happen, you don't know how it's going to happen, you don't know what depth it's going to happen, and I talk about this all the time, because it does debilitate you, which is why we need to get hold of it, absolutely, so well, I left ch- chatting to him and I said, well, thanks very much for the coffee, buddy. Please, please take my number. Talk to me. Don't be that statistic. And, and um, you know, that's the kind of, and eventually hopefully I'll grow into sort of showing that, you know, we we can do this. It's, it's, everybody can muck in together and we can all manage our mental health. So, yeah, a bit of a clangor there, really, but it was one of those ones where, although I was kind of got a little bit of my pressure off in the terms of alleviating some it by saying to him, do you remember what you said? It was caught kind of like one of those ones where, I think I had to say that because it, at the time I wanted to, it, it was almost like that um, that closure I talk about. And it's, closure is so important in mental health because when you get closure, you can move on. It's the way our brain works. It, it's almost like when i done EMDR um, therapy, um, that was what the purpose was. The purpose was to press play on the scenario, talk me through the scenario, and then hopefully when we get to the certain points that's trigger points for me, the emotional aspect um, which was the actual crash after the crash and, and you know I'd done EMDR four times and all four times when I got to this certain point of the crash and it was about a one hour period. When we spoke about those those events that happened in that one hour period, is when I I relapsed massively. I could smell the sulphur. I could it, I could remember screaming um, at, at the fucking nurse to get off me. Uh, you know because she was trying to help me uh, stay in the car and I wanted to get out of the car. I remember all of it and it it tripped me back in so badly that i It's like I said, it's it's now on my medical records not to do EMDR because I think she was the Well, the therapist said she she felt quite threatened because I was quite. I was in a trance. You're in a trance. If you ever research EMDR, have a look at it. It's, um, there was it, the famous person that did it. Was um, it was a guy that uh, climbed? I think it was. Is it Mount Everest? And. Um, he had major PTSD, and he'd done EMDr and it relapsed him back so much that he started to shiver like he was in he was still in the mount the, the, the mountain when it when he got whatever happened to him i don't know the full story, but search in EMDr um, mountain climber and and, and you 'll come up with something that uh, and read the story if it does come up if i 'll try and find it and put it in the link actually. But it's a very, very interesting story, uh, and it's how, what they, like they said, you try to process things. So closure is really important, and a lot of the times you find, and I certainly find this, and the more that I research these sort of things, the things I tend to find with closure is when you get that closure and you get the, the right closure, whether it's a relationship, friendship, um, whatever it may be, uh, you know job uh, how many times have you just walked away from your job and then you know potentially feel guilty or, or whatever you've you've walked away from a relationship and ghosted someone you don't realize the knock-on effect of that you know is, is you haven't got the proper closure so you haven't had the ability to process why you were angry or upset or even why you've made that other person angry and upset so you don't get to talk about these things and often when you do talk about these things and get the, the right closure it will mediate the problem straight away so it's uh, it's a win-win situation in that sense, not like the, the previous lose-lose for men. Um, but it, but statistics are climbing very high. And it's little things like this where, you know, you can take the moral high ground and go fucking told you so. And I didn't want to do that. This was, um, it was like an important learning point. And although the, I know there's people have said, well, you did kind of see it, mate. I go, okay, that's the closure I wanted, just to let him know that he'd hurt me. Um, Really, that was more of an educational purpose because I was like, it was said in jovial, but it was it was said in a light-hearted context as well. You must remember that it wasn't said. Oh, do you remember when you said I was a fucking, you know, I was faking it, mate? You know, I was like, mate, yeah. Do you know how important it is? It's you know. It, I I had problems and remember when I reached out to you and you didn't believe me I said you know that's the importance of being supportive that's why we're here so you see where the conversation goes that was just a little snippet from it I remembered it Um, but that's the importance of nurturing that's the importance of supporting it's acknowledging that I know he's got a problem I know what he's going to be going through we've all been there and the more you talk about it, the more you go, you know, fucking hell god me, I'm struggling. And I remember actually in fact it was only, only earlier on today, um, we I was talking to my to my wife and uh we were talking about next year, and you know you know what it's like, energy crisis at the moment, and fucking everything's through the roof, and we're all strapped for fucking cash. And I did say to my missus, I think, it's probably because I'm in a low mood, I just said to her, what's the fucking point in this? What's the point in fucking living life if, the, if, if you're just going to end up working and sleeping? What is the, what I don't understand the point of that in life. If you can't afford to do anything else, then what is the fucking point? Because you're just working a damn hard job, stressing you out, putting you in an early grave. To do what? It makes no sense, does it? You can understand why the society is fucking through the roof. Because at the moment, everything's just fucking crashing left, right and centre. So I said that to her. And, and that's probably the, the, the mindset I've been in at the moment. So I try to get myself out of that. So, And that's where... This little beauty, this little beauty keep, keeps me focused, absolutely keeps me focused. But mental health, like I said, we put on those different masks. Those different masks we give us the ability to hide our mental health. That is the problem. It's invisible and we try to hide it. So, you know, you're literally trying to find a needle in a haystack. Unless somebody, you know, and the problem with men is we let it go so fucking much because we don't cry. We don't show our feelings. God forbid, you know, we can listen to fucking Andrew Tate and we, we'll all man up and we'll all do this. That's not the reality of the fucking world. You know, there, there'll be a point where you're going to feel the pressures. And there is a lot of pressures out there for men. A lot. And I'm not saying there's no pressures out there for women. I'm really not. But... <sighs> I was actually researching today because this OnlyFans thing has is, is gone through the fucking roof and I actually felt sorry for, for men because all these men have got a generation of, of girls that are going on OnlyFans absolutely selling themselves like modern day sort of prostitutes and then they're trying to get a relationship and you're you've been spread over only fans showing everybody the internal workings of your organs um for fucking 15 quid a month do you, do you know what i mean um, i've not got too many subscriptions don't worry about that <laughs> I'm joking banter um anyway <laughs> so but there's a new generation of men so men don't get into relationships they're not getting the the stress release so they're focusing in harder into work again and we're getting this spiral loop where men are just going fuck that i'm not interested in you you were fucking literally i saw you spread fucking eagled getting pump pumped fucking up to fucking poo um for fucking 15 quid mate you know and, and it's just there's a generation of men now that are getting even more lonely and the fact that we don't talk about things and we've got other men saying, yeah, you must be manly. I'm not saying don't be manly. Fucking hell. I fucking love weight training. I fucking love drinking. I'm, I've got a fucking beard. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I like to be the man's man. I absolutely fucking do. But that doesn't mean we can't acknowledge that we need some support at some point in our life, depending on what that level of support is you may require. And we must talk about that. Because if you talk about that, you don't become the statistic. We manage our mental health and well-being. We become better men, which then become better partners, sons, brothers, husbands, whatever. We become better, which means we then pass that down to our generations and into our family and into the people around us. So it's a knock-on effect. Otherwise, if you sit there and you dwell on your shit, you bottle your shit up, you either become a statistic and you actually can't fucking handle life anymore. With with the pressures of it, or you become a complete and utter arsehole and you go down the route of fucking getting angry and beating people up and getting yourself in prison, or even worse, you go down the route of um, abusing your partner. So there's like so much negativity around not focusing and trying to be the fucking man's man when you don't have to sit there. We're not talking, bring the tears out, we're not sitting there watching fucking love actually. What I'm talking about is. The ability to say, do you know what? I'm struggling a bit on that fucking course. Or I'm struggling a bit here. Or my finances are struggling. Does anybody know anyone that can fucking help me? Or whatever. You know, by just talking about this. By just saying what you've got a problem. And make sure if you help people when you get to those places where you're feeling better. that That you help other people. It all becomes a chain reaction of events. That's like me. I sit here and I love this point. Because I talk to you and I show you that... It is possible to do this. I spoke to my brother for the first time in uh, probably about two or three weeks, actually, and um, I wasn't my normal self. I, I said that to him. I even apologised. I said to him afterwards, you know, but all he really did was he phoned up, and I just basically said, he said, "Oh, you, you know, you seem like you've had a good year because I put a little end of year synopsis on my on my LinkedIn." Um, and he said, you've had a good year, I said, yeah, I'll be honest with you, mate, that's the only thing that's keeping me alive at the moment, is focusing on what I've achieved this year, what's around me, and focusing on next year, in a sense, I mean, that sounds so dramatic, but it does, it just doesn't feel this, at the moment, it's a very, it's a very sombre place at the moment, and to be out there, and, and understand, it's a very, very difficult time, but, I'm being open, being honest, being, I'm talking to people. And this is where things come out. Like I said to you, I met this guy, absolutely you know, incredible um, you know, conversation. We really caught up and, and it just goes to show what, the, what we do to hide these things. We put these, these masks on and we focus, but by not grabbing our mental health, by not nurturing and looking after ourselves and understanding when somebody needs you, if somebody is not their normal self, then reach out to them, get hold of them make that additional extra bit of effort because you don't understand that sometimes it may be very difficult for them they may not they may be so consumed by their problems that maybe they have difficulty in reaching out this is where it becomes a two-way pro two-way process two-way process it becomes a two-way process we all have to look out for each other but what I'm trying to do is remove that word feeling to try and reach that bigger audience. It's not about that. It's about understanding what your problems are, depending on what your problems are. It's something that you're, whatever is stressing you out, that is a problem. That is stressing. Whatever is hindering you, whatever is putting the barriers up around you to stop you developing, moving forward and getting the things that you want, look for that. Find that area and work on those areas it's so so important so i'm going to keep it short and sweet there like i said this is just one like a little story little shared little bit of story time um just going to show the importance of understanding mental health Um, and if somebody reaches out to you please 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 give them the time of day make them just make that conversation if somebody actually says i oh, don't feel right just pick that scratch you know pick that scab sorry pick that scratch pick scratch that scratch that scab <laughs> scratch that itch pick the scab jesus christ i was doing two two and one there man <laughs> um but yeah just just scratch the itch and or pick the scab and just go in a little bit deeper just to see if you can coax out that and you might be able to offer some support. It may not even be the support they actually physically need. And that sounds counterintuitive, but it's not because you, by offering support and kind words and positive words, it might give them the strength they need to get past their point. That's the point, Is it, that is the actual, that's that's the be all and end all of it, is by offering your support, sometimes gives, that makes them feel loved, it makes them feel that it's worthwhile, it makes them feel what they're doing and what they're going through is worthwhile, otherwise it gets to the point where you feel worthless, you feel like you don't want to carry on, it, what is the point, if you people aren't reaching out to me and noticing I'm different, etc, etc, or if people, you know, you're you're being different, people aren't reaching towards you, you, you can get a bit going, well, what's the fucking point? So be mindful of that. Absolutely be mindful of that. And like I said, this, it's, this was a lesson learned for, for, from both of us, you know, um, managing to hold back my emotions and deal with it properly and nurture that process. And he understood more and then offering my support really, really bolsters that. If he doesn't ever call me, he knows at the back of his mind that somebody he hasn't spoke to for a very, very, very long time bumped into him and offered him support, gave him a number. That, that is worth its weight in gold in, in the grand scheme of things, is understanding that. So, Yeah there we go, thank you for listening, I'm, like I said, short and sweet tonight, I just wanted to give you a little bit of a message, a hidden message with the masks that we wear, because we do wear different masks, and sometimes we may seem on the surface that the mask is, it's there, and you know, we're happy as fucking Larry, (laughs) and then there's other times where, you know, you look at the mask, and you can start seeing the cracks, Um, it's almost like, the easiest way to probably describe it is Jim Carrey, The Mask, the film, The Mask. It's you, the mask you put on has got cracks in it. And That's you. That's that's the mask you're putting on. It's it, it's sh- misshapen. It's it's cracked. And when you put it on, it consumes you. And you, and it does genuinely. Depending on who you're with, it's very relatable. That film actually in the ground. When the more and more I think about it, it's very relatable to mental health because. Just by, you know, sort of kind of banging on this mask. If you notice that Jim Carrey puts his on and he's a jovial, bouncing character. The dog puts his on and he's a fucking, you know, big snarly dog. And then the other guy puts on, he's an angry bastard. And I suppose it depends on where you are. But you put that mask on to hide the timid little person, you know, Jim, you know, that timid little person there, um, hidden away. And that's the, I think that's the whole point of the mask. And that's, that's probably a little nice little nugget to take away for us there, is just be mindful of what mask people are putting on. But make sure you look for those cracks, certainly out of character, especially if that person has the wrong mask on. That's probably the way to look at it. If that person's turned up with the angry mask on and he should be the jovial mask, there's a sign for you. This, is guy, this guy is out of character for where in for this situation. I've been in certainly in certain situations where I will be fucking off the chain drunk smashed in a really place where I shouldn't be drunk smashed. And people will be like, fucking hell, you're a bit out of character. Well, okay, then. So let's look into that then. Why am I a character? So these are really important steps. And a nice little synopsis there from the mask. Um, you know, sort of kind of Just goes to show how relatable we can turn something that was, you know, a movie scene into something that we can relate to nowadays, that we do. We put this mask on, we put on the brave face. Everyone thinks everyone's fine. But in actual fact, you know, there's a guy that just wants a girlfriend. He just wants a little bit of money. Old Stanley Ipkus uh you know and he just wants a job you know he's just chilled out type of guy uh in actual fact he has to put this mask on to become someone different um, that someone different will excel him you know he, he he banged the mask on and you know got millions of pounds from the bank and completely only robbed it you know and then it goes to other people different ways so very important little message there i think actually taking that from a very relatable point that we've all probably seen the mask so i'll leave it there thank you very much for listening, um, I look forward to talking to you, don't forget my little cheeky live coming up on um, on Christmas morning, um, it's going to be around about probably 8 o'clock UK time, so I'm going to jump on there and just say Merry Christmas to you all, hope you're okay, and, um, and just get the day started, I'll have a Buck's fizz in hand, um, and a mince pie, and I'm going to fucking chew it down while chatting to you so thanks for listening to me take care um i love you all and i'll speak to you soon